Welcome back to another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one silo podcast in the world. The audience has got to be sick and tired of hearing that, but you know what? <laughs> it's their fault. They're the reason that it's the number one silo podcast in the world. So if you're mad about it, look in the mirror, but actually don't. We just like to thank you and remind you every day. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome. All right, Zach, it's time for the deep dive episode of episode seven of silo titled the flame keepers you stole my mojo i had to sorry jesus (laughs) all right let's get into it uh we actually got a handful of mail i know we said we wouldn't do this but um what better time to read mail about the episode than before the deep dive episode that we're going to do so zach i'm throwing it to you please run us into the mail time absolutely well we got six emails uh what in the last 24 hours about this so that's just this is pretty awesome so I'm going to start out with an email from uh, Jareb Sechrist. Hopefully I am pronouncing your name properly. And if I mispronounce anybody's name, my apologies. But uh, Jareb writes in and says, hey, guys, love the pod. Just found it recently after starting the silo or starting silo the other day. Entertaining and insightful. Love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, I think the helmets they put on the cleaners have some sort of toxin in them that kills the person or knocks them out. I think that is very much in line with Mario's opinion on this. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. Jared? Jared? Yeah, there you go. Uh, something that either releases automatically after a few minutes or is triggered by janitorial maybe, or it's just not airtight. And when they go into the airlock, that smoke stuff that sprays them in there is some sort of toxin. I'm not going to rule it out. I think it, I think it's a possibility. Jared also goes on to say, but also on episode three, When we see the glitch in the screen from the power outage and see the blue sky, there are no bodies lying next to the tree. I agree. I did not see anything there. Another emailer made that point too, but just noting it, I saw the same. Perfect. So with that uh, being said, (laughs) where would the people that go outside be? Now that, that's the question. This is still Jareb's email? This is still Jareb's email. Yes. Okay. It's a good, good theory here. I think that he has a solid point in terms Mm -hmm. of, well, I'm a little bit biased. I personally think that if you're going to leave the silo and live, you have to leave without that airlock hitting you with whatever gas that is. Like I, that's what I think yeah. for now. Until proven otherwise, that's what I'm thinking is yeah. the cause of death, if I had to guess. Yeah. And my, my thought of it not being safe outside and it being more of a a display in the headset that you're wearing that makes it look like it's great so you want to go clean to me i still think it makes sense and i I think this kind of gives me a little bit of ammunition for that uh for that theory as well because if if you're going outside though and it's okay and you get away and you're and you're not killed okay this is under the presumption that that Uh you don't die right it's a very important presumption. I, I completely agree with his email. Why Why would they not go back to the camera they cleaned or bang on the door that they walked out of or, I don't know, come back with an army of those who walked outside to clean? It's valid. Um, I think you're just inspired by the Apple Vision Pro and you just want so badly for, <laughs> for everything to just be VR. And I'm uh, not so sure about that, pal. I would love one of those for a nice expanded workspace. That would be pretty cool. They're throwing out a very valuable piece of equipment every time they put one of those helmets out there. You know, like that's a very expensive piece of equipment. It is. And that's not, that cannot be easy to engineer within a silo. Well, who says it's being engineered in the silo? 
Woo-hoo. That is a solid point. Solid point. All right, next email. All right, next email we have from BJ. BJ writes in and says, this is a very lost feel, or this has a very lost feel, I should say, where there are layers peeled back to, to find pods, rooms, or others. You're throwing me off with the way you're um, reading in sequence here. What did well, he say? That this is lost feeling? This has a very lost feel where there are layers peeled back to find pods, rooms, or others. I also wanted to comment on the lights in the sky. A W constellation is Cassiopeia, but she moves in and out of the sky, so this may be a video loop. Thank you for the great podcast. Thank you. I think more than ever, the video loop um, theory is mm-hmm. valid the way I saw those stars come in. Like, stars don't just appear the way that they appeared in this episode. Like, they just kind of, like, fade in yeah. to the, into the, the vista. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really see that. Uh, in terms of Lost, I said at the start of this show, I was hoping that this wasn't some social experiment or some nonsense like that. Yeah. Um, Lost was not a social experiment. But I always found Lost... And I watched Lost completely. I was obsessed with Lost when it came out. I've only seen a few episodes. I feel like Lost, I Lost. Lost is like your gateway drug into real TV shows. And then you're like, oh, there's way better shows than Lost. And like that's what you figure out over the years. Mm. You know, my issue with Lost, and this is going to be a Lost spoiler moment, guys. So if you want to really watch Lost, tune out now. Like three, two, one. Okay. And come back like in two minutes. All right. How the hell are you on this island the whole time? And you don't know, like, you don't just think to walk, like, just go across the other side of the island, you know? (laughs) Like, it wasn't a very large island, the way Lost was set up. Mm -hmm. And then they just find, like, this freaking ancient Asian civilization, like, on the other side, like, in season five. Like, it was the dumbest. That show had the most frustrating plot holes. You want to talk about plot holes? There's a polar bear in episode one. Mm-hmm. on the island and the whole time you're waiting for an explanation about this polar bear and this smoke monster okay they never answer that at least I, i'm almost positive that's the the polar bear there's never an answer given as to why <laughs> there was a polar bear on the island two the smoke monster it's been over 10 years since i've watched lost i don't remember an answer for the smoke monster anyways if this ends like lost <laughs> let's just say enjoy season one enjoy season one all right okay next all right e- next email all right so the next email we have is from eric thomas so eric writes in with a couple of theories i'll read through them now theory one is the outside is contaminated by the damage caused by an attempted mass destruction of the robots and the then robots. in parentheses yeah we have of the terminator slash terminator slash matrix universe which what? is we're going into the matrix no he's not is going into the matrix advanced tech is banned it's possible that there no. are robots is he, co- still is he combining there. matrix and terminator with silo i think so i think if, we're mixing the universes here if that occurs this is what's his name eric eric yes eric that is a far-fetched theory um i did say in the previous uh last week's episode i said I gave this whole theory out there about how the Terminator universe and the Matrix universe are uh, combined. Some people loved it. Most people loved it, um, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. If Silo is also connected to it, they should just continue this down the line and every <laughs> Apple sci-fi show should just somehow be connected to the everything, Terminator and the Matrix. Everything, severance, all of it. It's just everything. all different points in time. <laughs> no, literally, literally every Ted Lasso, like just every show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm trolling. What's his next theory? 
Uh, next theory is the robots won the war and are keeping humans underground by poisoning the air. The robots have made a deal to not invade the silos as there has to be more of them. As long as the silos produce energy for the robots, like the Matrix, this could explain why it's so fatally necessary for the janitors to keep everyone in line. I don't think Eric is saying it's connected to the Matrix. I think he's saying it's similar to. And I honestly, I kind of love that theory of the robots like having a deal and it would totally make sense why sims is the way he is because he cares about the people but he can't let them know about the deal he's made with the robotic devil mm-hmm. okay well he, he gives a couple other points in here right so okay. he says this could also lean into the thought that there are robot drones outside periodically picking up bodies that are still alive uh, people that have cleaned so interesting who knows maybe they go away and then they're they're executed in some other fashion interesting and one other comment that he has is if you notice there are like two floors between each level Two floors Are there really between each level. 288 floors? I have never noticed two floors between each level. I don't know what he's talking about there. I think I don't that, I don't know if it's like split so it's like on on one half, you know, it's a little higher than it is on the other half and maybe that's kind of like the difference between the floors. I'm not quite sure, but I'll have to take a look at it next time we do get a view of the uh the interior of the silo. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's maybe the floors are wide but I don't think that they would be considered two levels. I don't see why they would lie about the number of levels in the silo. Well. Unless there's hidden levels. But anyways. That's a possibility too. We'll keep an book, eye out for it. In the book, the very little I read there, IT takes up several floors. Hmm. You know, we learn a little bit more about what IT does and their role in the silo this episode when we hear from Bernard. All right. Uh, next email. Next email is from Ryan Peck. Ryan writes in and says, loving the podcast. Just curious if either of you have watched the sci-fi miniseries Ascension. It Ascension. has some parallels to Silo and the reveal about the true nature of what is going on in that show has me wondering if Silo could have a similar premise. Ascension. Let me look this up real quick. I have not watched Ascension. I have not actually even heard of it prior to this so thank you for for sharing it i am going to take a look at it after the show but mario do you see anything about ascension at the moment the american government begins a covert mission sending hundreds of people on a century century long journey aboard the starship ascension its goal to populate a new world nearly 50 years into the troop the murder of a young woman as ascension approaches the point of no return prompts them to question the project no Hmm. i've never heard of ascension it sounds familiar, though. What channel is this on? The name of it sounds familiar, this but I, I, don't, I don't recall. CBC Television. What is CBC Television? Canadian English Broadcast. Okay, it's a Canadian show. Huh. No, never. I have never um, seen Ascension. I'm willing to check it out, though. Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for uh, the recommendation, and we're glad you're enjoying the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next email is from Karalia. Who? Uh, Karalia Page. Karalia, okay. Karalia. Hopefully I'm pronouncing the name right again. Uh, she writes in and says, Sounds Hi. like hate mail if he pronounces your name wrong. Please. Totally, absolutely. It's, it's, it's totally warranted. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying your coverage of Silo, and Thank I've you. just started watching Foundation based on your recommendations hey. as well. So thanks. That's awesome. I hope you like it. Please let us know what you think about it. We are doing a uh, episode by episode deep dive on season one right now looking forward to foundation season two kicking off when does that release by the way 
Season two of Foundation releases July 14th, and we post a season one breakdown commentary of all of season one every Wednesday. Okay, awesome. Well, I am, I am looking forward to season two. Uh, she continues to say, I am emailing you today because it's always interesting to find out more about the actors in a project. There's mm-hmm. one fact about oh, yes, an I read actor in mm-hmm. Silo that's hard to believe, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. The actor that plays the part of Martha Walker, the one who stays in her workshop all the time, is Dame Harriet Walter, who is British and very famous in her country. Mm-hmm. Guess what other role she played for four seasons? I know. I know already. So do you want me to say it? Yeah, go for it. Um, she plays the, if anybody watches Succession, which I am not caught up with and I've avoided the internet as much as possible since season four has ended. Uh, she plays the Roy's mother, the, the Roy family. She's the estranged uh, British mother. She a completely different character. Lady she's Caroline. A brilliant, brilliant actress. Yeah. She looks and sounds completely different in these roles. Best wishes, Lena. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's, I love, I love finding out these fun facts about actors. Is that that the end of her email? That is the end of her email. Yeah. I I love um, all of that. I know that's something that I would love to do more of that type of, first and foremost, not just that type of content. I would really like down the road to have um, an interview format show of story archives where we do interview actors and directors and writers Mm-hmm. about shows uh, it helps in spreading the word of this show to, to get to a place where we can get some of these actors on but I would love to have something like inside the actor studio of an interview format where we do talk to actors and how they get into their roles and I, I mean I'm somebody who scours IMDB and, do, and does that sort of thing but there's only so much time you have for uh, going through an actor's uh, or a director's entire portfolio mm-hmm. to bring that up and tie it into in a way that's entertaining for the people um, tuning into our pod but there's definitely something for that in the future for sure awesome well we've got one more email this one's a little longer but this is from dan davis and i actually like his theories in here i think it goes in line with what i was talking about in our instant reaction so dan writes in and says great show guys i'm enjoying each podcast as a companion to the show thank you it makes a good experience even better i really appreciate that so a theory on juliet's family situation I predict we will find that Juliet's father, who is obviously a part of the birth control protocol, I like that name, birth illegally removed issue. his wife's device so that they could have a second unsanctioned child, which mm. was Juliet's brother. Mm-hmm. When the powers that be found out, they forced him to try to cause an abortion via poison or chemical. Interesting. Uh, yeah, which was unsuccessful, but left her brother with a condition that caused seizures. This eventually caused him to die. And when Juliet's mother found out about the true cause of her son's death, she killed herself. I think that's very interesting. I, I, I had mentioned in the instant reaction that, um, you know, th- there was a comment made about Juliet's mother and they were surprised that they let her have children because she's one of the people, uh, the types of people that, that, that would question things. And not generally the people that you want to to uh, i guess breed in this silo you mm-hmm. want to breed the sheep right so it's interesting i i kind of thought that that maybe he had done that for the both of them but this could make more sense right like there is a point uh, that is made where you know have you have you ever seen any, a family with more than one child and he, he goes on to say his supporting evidence for this one child seems to be the maximum number allowed have we seen an instance 
of more than a single child in a family. Your father is clearly aware of the protocol and could have been uh, could have taken independent action. Something drove her mother to suicide, and while the death of a child could certainly do so, finding out that your husband was responsible would give that uh, would give even more of a reason. So, I that, love the theory. I don't agree with it completely. <laughs> I do think that the doctor would have known how to bypass the birth control piece. I have a feeling the doctors were above the law. If you're in on the birth control initiative, you probably get to do what you want to do. Maybe. I also don't see Dr. Nichols being the type to break the law. He seems to be a little um, cowardly. And I have a... Um, mm. I'm not going to say coward... Mm. Well, Coward, cowardly so harsh, but I think that the janitorial has a, a way of pressuring people. Yes. And one of the things that everyone has in common that has dealt with them, I have a feeling it's like Regina, right? That mm. was George's ex. Mm-hmm. Uh, they threaten your family. They threaten to t- like kill people who you love or things like that. And so that's what keeps these people tormented, like Judge Meadows. Judge Meadows is tormented. Whatever they're holding over her head is enough to keep her in lockstep with whatever they want to do. And Bernard, debatable whether he's been encountered them yet, but maybe yeah. he has just a little bit. I don't know if I would consider them above the law. Um, I, I, I think they are very much. I mean, they they appear to be threatened to do what they're doing, right? Like I don't, I don't it doesn't seem like it's something that he wants to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I I, I could kind of see, I could see this playing out. I could. We'll see. I think that's an extreme thing. Like you go, you're going out of your way to get your wife pregnant and then you're going to try to abort your son like in a horrible, like in a horrible I, way I, that you're, you're, a doc- with- like you're a doctor. Like you know the chances of the things you're going to do for the most part. At least he seems to yeah. be like a really skilled doctor. Um, that is an extreme. Um, I don't know. I know he's, he did something that he's responsible yes. for. We don't but know I yet. don't know. I don't. That doesn't seem like a storyline that would be in the show. I I do think that it's more likely that he did remove the birth control from his wife and they had an extra, you know, maybe an un- unsanctioned child. That could have been what happened. I'm not sure how I feel about the, uh, you know, abortion side of it, you know, causing a failed abortion, causing him to have some sort of seizure or issue like that. When we first saw what was going on, it almost seemed like he just, he knew what, what to do to save the kid but didn't potentially i'm not sure so okay i'm looking forward to finding out but end of the email email saying i'm looking forward to seeing how the season finished out keep up the good work guys thank you perfect uh thank you all for the emails again uh every week you can send us emails send us emails about whatever you want show suggestions comments uh upset that zach butchered your name on the podcast whatever (laughs) it may be uh you can send us an email at contact at soapbox.house and a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the episode. If you would like to support the show, you like what you're listening to, we have all the links to do so in our description, whether that's through the Spotify program where you can support the show or through PayPal. Uh, and in talking about PayPal, we want to thank our one of our listeners from Germany for a very nice donation, donated like over $40 to the show. We appreciate it. Out of nowhere, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we, we really appreciate it and we hope to continue to double down on the content for the network and give you guys um podcasts that entertain you and make you know give you something to look forward to in the week i don't know 
Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into the episode. Getting into it. The rest of the housekeeping later. I'm a little bit like distracted. I'm like off playing three hours of basketball right now. So I'm (laughs) I'm wrecked. I'm cut up everywhere. You look look like you're hopped up on caffeine or something. Am I? What's going on? I don't know. It might just be pure adrenaline at this moment. (laughs) I'm also, I, I, I was playing against someone with like who's Edward Scissorhands. I, my, my whole hands, my arms are all completely cut up. Oh, all right, let's get into the deep dive. Episode seven, Silo. We start with a scene that freaked me out because I was like, <laughs> oh God, they just did a time jump. I hate time jumps. I yeah. hate time jumps because it tells you like, oh, I know Juliet lives. You know, she's a freaking old lady on a beach, you know? Exactly. But thankfully, it's just Gloria Hildebrand, the fertility counselor who I thought was a kook in episode one, speaking, who spoke to Allison Becker, Holston's mm-hmm. wife, and kind of planted the seed of, of curiosity that led to Allison losing her mind and going outside. Definitely planted the seed. Um, but she was right. We can confirm that. She was right about the birth control thing. Yeah, yes. that's right. Everything else, the TBD. Yeah. TBD. Did you notice the nurse who's shooting her up with whatever she's shooting her up with here? I mentioned in the episode where Mayor Johns was talking to Peter Nichols, Juliet's father, uh, the doctor. Mm-hmm. There was a nurse kind of suspiciously standing outside the glass window. And I said, that nurse looks like she's eavesdropping mm-hmm. in the room. Now, I have a feeling the reason uh, Dr. Nichols or later in this episode makes a, sl- a sly comment saying, I, for some reason, I don't think that they listen in here, that they can't listen in here. Yeah. Maybe because the babies are in there, the type of technology that they need, there's too much interference with the equipment that's in the room or like uh, signal interference yeah. or the technology that they're using is based off of like nuclear power, maybe like some radiation that they don't want to mess with the babies type of thing. I don't know, but the babies are safe in the I, nursery. I thought it was more so just like, this is probably the uh, last place that we're going to find people talking. <laughs> in the nursery. So, yeah, in a nursery that's just yeah, full so of like, babies. Where so, are we going to allocate our resources type of thing? Yeah, yeah. They had to take resources from, I think, it, I don't know if it was from the nursery specifically, but somewhere around there and, and repurpose them elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, even more so to the idea now that 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 guy would do something wrong you know the guy who they they don't feel needs to be monitored that that guy would break the law i doubt it yeah by the way that beach that they keep uh you know dreaming about i, I guess it's in georgia beautiful beach i'm assuming it really that's, is is that east coast of georgia like the by savannah like that area I mean, it would have to be to be that, at the beach. that would be the only area that's able to have the beach in georgia so yeah i drove by that area recently Mario doesn't doesn't live in the United States and know the geography of, of Georgia. I, you know, geography was one of my worst subjects <laughs> in uh, middle school, but perhaps because I had a very boring teacher. Yeah. Um, I think any subject is boring if the instructor is, is not. I, I completely agree. I, I've had v- boring subjects, but they were yeah. interesting because the teacher was great. Yeah. Well, we get to Juliet, who's reading the book. We pick up exactly where we left off with her. You know, some episodes will kind of do like a little bit of a jump to the next day or something, but it seems we're picking up with Juliet very soon after where we left her last episode hunched over her table just absorbed in this georgia travel guide right yeah um i got so distracted right now by the actor on in the monitor room but julia picks up looking at the travel guide and notices the name gloria in her in the book because there's three names there's gloria Anne, and george and it's familiar to her because Gloria was, a, I think, one of the people that was interviewed in the George Wilkins case file 
Holston seemed to have left enough crumbs in that file that connects the right people to each other. Yeah. But it was up to Juliet really to find out. Talk about a leap of faith on Holston's part, too. Absolutely, you know? uh, that that's a far stretch. I, I I still think that hiding spot was way too risky. It was more likely that she the would one, never find that. The one in um, Gloria's, Gloria's nursing room. room. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, Juliet goes off to investigate Gloria, but before we do that, um, I wanted to talk, you know, about this title sequence. If you can pause for a moment here. Absolutely. Uh, because I had some side notes that I wrote down. There's some names on the left of the book. So there's, you have Gloria, Anne, and George, but then there's some scribbles on the left-hand side of the book. Yes. That nobody seems to pay attention to, but there seems to be some names or some words on that side as well. Um, and then I thought to myself, additionally, one of the themes of this episode is kind of like the incompetence of janitorial in a way, or just something uncommunicated as to what their lack of action is here right uh-huh. i put on my notes here i put if this janitorial organization was that sophisticated wouldn't they have multiple cameras placed almost at every blind spot to to me the these this is a a faction of sorts that is not operating from a higher level necessarily because mm-hmm. think about it sim seems to be in charge of the entire silo that's 144 floor that's ten thousand people being monitored by one guy I don't yeah. see this being something that is like, you know, they have people they report to outside of the silo above ground. Like, I don't feel like that is the case. It feels like something that is specific to the silo. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he does seem to be very much in charge to me. I, I think he, I don't, I don't know if I'd say outranks you know, judge meadows but i do think that he definitely is oh he does you know he, he he's got some leverage or something he, he's he's uh, the one calling the shots i think it's safe to say i think he has a boss because i did mention in the instant reaction sims is acting like a guy who has a boss um but i also mentioned in my notes here i think he's the only reason i could think of that he's leaving juliet to go about her business and searching the silo for for the answers is because he wants to see how many people are connected to this this kind of web of conspiracies you know mm-hmm. right the episode's titled flame keeper so he's probably trying to figure out do i have a rebel group forming amongst us here like is it led by the sheriff like what do we need to do to take care of this yeah anything to add before i get into my title sequence epiphanies uh i mean from the from the last episode we ended on the whole you know wake him up or go get him line we, we know that the him is sims here so that was probably the only other thing that i was gonna call out before we move on but no i'm i'm really excited to see what it is that you've seen in the title sequence well don't hype it up too much it's not that well, crazy it was just more i want to i want to know I, just, I haven't really like thought that i've picked up anything on it i haven't paid too close attention yeah what does it say on the left margins by the way in the book i, I know it's you, I see you so to hard to see it looks like maybe like b l O-A-T. I think I see O-B-I and I J. I do see O-B-I-J Melody. At For some bottom. reason, nobody pays attention to those names, but the ones on the right seem to be prominent. Yeah, it's really hard to, hard to read. Yeah. Well, title sequence. I don't know if this was in the title sequence the entire time, but we can watch it together from, from the start here. You can clearly see like the shape of the shell from the Georgia book at the top of the silo mm. as we go in to to the silo um as we go down you'll you'll notice it it'll just pop out to you 
there's like that it's the spiral thing yeah no but it's even more clear than that it's i don't think it's happened yet we have another moment where you start to see here's here's the moment yeah, you'll see it the, right it there does, it does really look like the shell no it is literally the shell shape yeah. that they show in the thing additionally the the leaves the foliage of the trees look like nuclear mushroom clouds um hmm. And then the apple falls to the ground, which is the cemetery in the silo. It's like death to life in a way, right? Yeah. So the, tr the, the fruit is falling from the tree, maybe because there was a nuclear or whatever. And now everybody has to go underground. Life has to go underground. I think because of those trees, it's almost certain you could say that this was a nuclear fallout that occurred above ground. Yeah. That would be my guess. That's, I mean, that's been my guess since, what, episode one or two. Like this was, this is from some sort of nuclear fallout. Yeah. Then we're I, now living underground in a safe place yeah, radiation then, for however I, many years i had another note as well you know you're seeing the spiral going down the steps mm -hmm. um and i don't know how it comes into play but it does look like a genome like a dna a model uh, yes you know? i saw that too yeah. it, it, it does look like uh and then I've been, I've been trying to figure out what are the people doing like the little people in the actual thing what are they mm -hmm. doing they're fighting they seem to be fighting each other like those hmm. old um i don't know if it's greek paintings but like you ever seen the paintings of all right so i've heard this uh theory you know or not it's not a theory it's a it's a thought um the old paintings if you look to the heavens you see all the warfare like the mm -hmm. greek paintings of all the war going on like if that would be the what you could see if you could see into like a higher dimension a spiritual yeah. dimension in a way that's what that kind of fighting looked like Hmm. to me in the silo and then i noticed there was like a double layer in the silo like there was like it was big on top kind of thin in the middle and then it was wide again on the bottom yeah you know it was almost like two silos stacked on each other but those were the things i noticed and i don't know why those things were popping out to me on this episode like on episode seven now but the yeah. shell obviously because we just saw it last episode but yeah, I've I've noticed a pattern that that looks like the shell and the DNA helix, and there there is this weird shape of the uh, the silo. Like it doesn't look like a like a cylinder like you'd expect. No, like it has curves to it. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. So Juliet goes up to her office to learn more about Gloria, which I continue to be confused about. Why go through the trouble of drugging this woman long term? And not just offing her. There, there just mm -hmm. has to be something more to the story here. Yeah. Maintenance yeah. went into her room and broke her vase. We did. We mentioned this in the last episode when Bernard is swearing her in a sheriff. That he said, you'll learn that maintenance is not somebody. Like, they're pretty much not to be trifled with. You mm -hmm. know? So, that's the reason she looks at the flowers. I thought initially that she had realized that she was being watched from the mirrors but now it feels like everybody who's works in maintenance like that even that guy working on the stairs on the steam mm -hmm. anyone working in maintenance is kind of like you know if you watch game of thrones like little fingers you know little birds or that's just mm -hmm. not little finger it's um the eunuch this is <laughs> little birds like this guy has a spy network of people who work for him or for janitorial i I don't know if maintenance is actually maintenance or if they're, it, it's just the name that they've been given. I mean, janitorials, not really janitorial unless you think of, of it as they're cleaning up the, me the messes, uh, that, which is classified as people 
who are asking questions. I guess that would be the mess. Yeah, well, even Billings is scared of of maintenance. He's like, you know, you'll learn real fast that maintenance is not to be messed with. Yeah. Okay. It makes me, and she responds. She's like, you know, next thing you know, your toilet's not working. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. She says, well, down in down in mechanical, we fix our own stuff, which leads me to believe that the down deep area with of mechanical yeah. is the safest place to be in the silo where it's the least monitored because they don't re- they don't accept maintenance in their fixing things which also leads me to believe that perhaps any other flame keepers that may remain are probably down there i would i would believe that as well like I, it does seem like it's the safest place i mean away from from government if you will you're the farthest away from the mayor's office and everything else um so it's a good hiding spot plus Mm -hmm. plus there's that hole in the wall that leads to the other big hole i still want to know more about yeah i I think it's it's interesting that we've just completely forgotten about that hole but she also doesn't seem to have had a lot of time on her hands uh recently as sheriff uh do do you get the impression that janitorial just uses the positions of power in the silo to hide their own involvement like to hide their own control Mm, potentially i i mean i don't know how long janitorial has been there right i would assume that janitorial is, is a faction that you know came about later on maybe after the uh what was it the freedom day like revolution right Maybe that's that's the group, the new group that formed, and they've just taken over, and they kind of control those other departments: the mayor, the judge, and then the police department. Basically, the sheriff's department follows the judge. Definitely, judicial. definitely, no correlation to real life politics at all. I don't, you know, nah, definitely, no, totally like, there's no, there's no way that there's like a secret branch that kind of, <laughs> like, had, no, it's just impossible that it could possibly be that way. It's just you know it's no yeah. way yeah i lo- lo- love the tone in your voice on that one yeah it's no way all right uh billings coffee break billings wanted to be sheriff and he got a chance to get a taste of what sheriff is like in this episode uh when he has to go to floor 26 where there's been a bar just out of nowhere a riot has broken out at this bar mm-hmm. and he he gets an elbow straight to the temple pretty much and but he handles business i gotta say billings handled his business yeah you know that whole scene down there what was it like two of them it was him and some other uh deputy no chance there's no, no chance. way they're no breaking chance. that up <laughs> not getting the the crap kicked out of them i think they had a handful of deputies down there more and yeah. more my police force is looking like the necessary what needs to happen here what did i say i think i said a thousand of the ten thousand cops was it a thousand or was it more than that no I, it's just only ten thousand people i said you got to make at least a tenth of them police okay well it's probably a thousand then yeah all right so if i'm counting with my little eye there's one deputy, two deputies. One deputy is like a, a very, she looks like a small woman. Yeah. Okay. She's shorter than Billings, probably weighs like 50 pounds lighter than her him. She Thanks. goes in there right away. Nobody puts up a fight. Mm-hmm. And these two subdue a riot of like 20 drunken individuals. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. There are a few more deputies kind of holding back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw another one there. of people, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think they would have been outmanned, outpowered. 
I think they would have left there getting their asses beat. Like that's mm-hmm. like Juliet would have came back to Billings like half half dead. Like that's what really would have happened. But the silo seems to be, for the most part, a pretty tame place. Like no I don't know. I feel like there'd be more crime in a situation like this. You know, but maybe we're not seeing that part of the silo. We might not be seeing it. I mean, we know that there's like this underground trading of relics and all of that stuff. So there, there is types of crime. You know, I, I, I also didn't quite understand why Billings was quite so frustrated. Like, what? Oh, would I would. Juliet I would be. Really I would be have? livid. I'd be well, livid. Yeah, sure. She wasn't there, but what would she have really done? It would have been one more individual. You've got a bunch of deputies. You got a How guy. much more weight is the sheriff's badge going to hold than the badge that looks the same that everybody else is wearing? Um, a lot. A lot. Like, the, who's... Look, the head of the snake is, you know... What do they say? The It's rotten from the fish... From the head mm. down, from the neck down. You got to... It's the head, man. You, got, you need leadership. Mm. Now, Billings was nearly thrown under the bus. She attempted to throw him under the bus in the previous episode. Yeah. To Sims and to Bernard. Yep. By saying that she, he found the relic, you know, inside of uh, Trumbull's apartment. Yep. So she set him up, you know, I would be pissed off with this woman too. <laughs> and she's running around not doing her job. He's taking the flag for it. You know, he's got a kid, you know, granted he's learning like to be sheriff is not all, you know, roses and cup, cupcakes, but you know, it is yeah, what he's, it is. He's definitely learning it quickly. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you notice that, um, Juliet is not wearing her badge. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was an intentional direction um, either by the actress who plays Juliet or by the directors. Interesting name for the directors. Bertie and Bert are the names of the directors. Huh. The directing duo. Um, they've done some Disney Plus shows and a couple of other shows. Uh, but I've, it's very unique to me when I see a duo, a directing duo and not just a singular person. That's it's interesting. Not, it's not super common in, they- in, at levels of production like this. Are they directing all of the season or just is it no, like a couple No, no, it's episodes? never like that in a show for the I most part. I didn't think so. Yeah, no, I'd have to look it up, but I think there's like about there's been at least 3 to 4 directors so hmm. far. Okay. Um Billings let Sheriff have it. You know, he's gone from weasel to probably the most honorable guy in the office, but I still think personally that he's not letting on as much as he knows. I think he knows more about the George and Trumbull situation than he lets on. And I think he knows how dangerous Sims is. And so in the same, he is hypocritical. I think he wants Juliet to trust him, trust him, trust him. But here he is, like, you know, playing the small violin, mm-hmm. knowing everything about judicial, citing the pact. But I like the guy. Seeing behind the scenes, seeing him with his family, I like yep. him. Yeah, he, he's growing on me a lot. I've, I've mentioned that. Uh, yeah. And then Juliet seems to be trusting him quite a bit at this point. I mean, she... Reveals quite a bit of info, info info to him. So, well, she completely tells me if you could pause the show here for a second. Absolutely. She completely tells him her reason for being sheriff. Yeah, she says, you know, the love of my life was murdered, and she also says that she's she's pretty much come to the conclusion or accepted the conclusion that George did use her for a purpose, but she still wants to know why he was killed. Although I still don't buy it. I think maybe George needed somebody to help him. But he seemed to have been in love with Juliet. I don't think that that was a lie. It would be really cynical if we get later in the show and find out like George's diary. He's yeah. like, I don't even love this girl. I'm just here to go down into the into this hole so I can open the door in the bottom. You know. Do Do you think he was really using her, or do you, do no, you think I don't. he fell? He fell for her. 
I think he fell for her, and she's happens to also be the most useful person in mechanical. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, that's the feeling that I got. I, I didn't feel like she was being used, or, or I didn't feel like that was the pure motive. Team George or Team Lucas? I'm Team George. Same, especially uh, after the way Lucas rushes into this. Sorry, man. R.I.P. You know what it is? Is that the, the line wasn't strong enough on Lucas's part. Like, that wasn't the, the line. The line was barely in. a line. You can't <laughs> lean in for the kiss on that line. He just said, uh, first, we'll play the scene, but I have to finish my notes here on, on the Billings situation. Um, Billings, even in the midst of Juliet doing this, he's still finding ways to try to get in her good graces, get her to trust him, without understanding that Juliet is pretty much watching his back by not telling him everything that she knows because she has killable information at this moment Absolutely. i would say if sims catches up to her at night they're both in the same alley near the railing someone's going over the railing and ho i think he's a little more effective at throwing people over the railing than trumbull is uh so, yeah i mean trumbull failed and he yeah. sims didn't <laughs> um you can ask Trumbull. They're still scraping his his remains off the bottom of the <laughs> silo. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he'd be pretty pancaked down there. Yeah, yeah. Billings found a loophole in the pact to reopen George's case, so she did get her wish, and she can legitimately open um, the investigation. And the interesting thing is that the tide has kind of turned. I think now she has these reluctant cheerleaders who aren't going to stick out their 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 neck for her. Mm -hmm. But I totally think Meadows wants this situation resolved with janitorial. Yeah. I think Bernard truly is looking out for the well-being of the silo. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Bernard loves the silo uh, and that he is not going to pull some freaking reverse Uno card on me and, and just wreck me. But I think that now she has the entire all the branches of government against whatever janitorial is up to, but she needs to continue on her path here. So I think now she's going to have some, some allies to work with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, again, I think a lot of people that are in a position of power are really kind of not right. Like they all seem to be Let terrified might be a strong word. Self-preservation. Uh, of, of, janitorial right getting i mean fired getting killed you know i mean i i would put my money on on getting killed over being fired yeah i'm sure that that's the stress what happens if you're not the judge anymore you gonna go clean windows or something well that's that's a bad one sorry clean the windows inside not outside yeah uh, i gotta say it's probably a little bit more peaceful to do anything else in the silo but what she does yeah. Having to deal with constant torment, but Yeah. All right, let's get to Lucas here. The stargazing romantic. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I don't buy the fact that he says he's a systems analyst. I've never heard a something said that sounds like more of a lie than him saying he's a systems analyst, especially in a silo. <laughs> I just don't buy it i think we're waiting to find out we're waiting for him to drop you know pretty much to say what his motive is here and granted juliet has a motive in this scene with lucas as well she's trying to figure out what these stars are because she's just seeing constellations for the first time in that georgia travel guide mm -hmm. and this is the only guy who's been charting these things so he asks her he she asked him for some stuff but yeah um we got to talk about lucas going in for the kiss here 
Um, we'll talk about the line in a moment. You can fast forward to it. All right. Let's there. get to There's not much one. going on in this scene. There's, they're really pushing this one along. Yeah. Oh, Where is it? What's the line here before he gets? I saw okay, a light he, okay, move across yeah, yeah, yeah. the sky and then disappear. <laughs> I saw a light move across the sky and then disappear. And then he's like, this is my cue. This is my cue. That did it. Boom. <laughs> Rejected. She, oh Although she kind of, she did a half, she did a half little head tilt. Yeah. She was going for it, but then she was like, wait. George is like, you, don't you, don't you even think about it? The ghost of George went in and just not here <laughs> but she, she yeah she's definitely in need of some love and that's for sure so Juliet and Lucas you know coming to a silo near you soon Lucas got to go back to his systems analyst job and figure out you know what he did wrong here yeah. uh it was in this scene that I saw the way the stars populated on the screen that the whole video loop theory made a lot of sense to me I gotta say I literally yeah. put in my notes. I put the way the stars appear is not how stars move in real life. Starting to think it actually is a video loop, the way the stars sort of fade in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if if they were real and you couldn't see them, it would be because there's like overcast, there's clouds or something, and there's nothing that looks like that. It looks so smooth, like they just appear. Yeah, there's, yeah to me, it just looks completely unnatural. I wrote down here, just continuing to wonder why janitorial is allowing her to continue on this, right? Mm -hmm. I put down here, and you let me know if you agree with this take. Okay. Either janitorial truly believes matters are inhospitable outside, or they are purely evil. Is there any in between here? They I don't think so. They have to believe that outside is <clears throat> is contaminated. Otherwise, they are evil. If they know that it's fine outside, mm -hmm. then they're evil. If they think it's contaminated outside, then they do have a legitimate motive for being the way they are. I don't think there's any in between, right? Like, it, they have to be knowingly trying to preserve everybody in the silo because, like what you said, it's actually bad out there. Mm -hmm. Or they are just power hungry individuals and want to be at the top of the food chain and they're they're evil i agree yeah it's one of the two one of the two her meeting with bernard juliet's meeting with uh, mayor bernard she's been putting it off for pretty much the entire day here she's, mm -hmm. she had put off this meeting bernard's been threatened by judicial to remove him if they get in her, in in their way Sims's way of getting at Juliet. Yeah. So they're obviously going to try to make a move to either kill Juliet or to take her out of that position. My money's on the getting killed. And he pretty much talks about his life here where he says he made a choice a long time ago to stay out of Meadow's way. And what he doesn't seem to know is that getting out of Meadow's way is getting out of Janitorial's way. And they talk about one more thing. They talk about IT and the servers. There's a, there's a lot of commotion about what these servers do and why IT has as many resources as they do. Mm -hmm. And it, he clears up, and we don't know if this is true yet, but I find it to be this motivating factor of the way the silo is divided seems to be that each level thinks that what they do for the silo is the most important thing to keep the silo going. 
Yeah. Uh, which kind of keeps people in order with a purpose in the silo, you know? Yeah. Gives mechanical a purpose, gives IT a purpose, gives judicial a purpose. And I think all these leaders, for the most part, Juliet, Sims, Bernard, um, probably Meadows, they all believe that what they do is what keeps the silo alive. I don't think that there's one single most important job, but these different positions do feel like they are both all a potential single point of failure. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, the one can't live without the other. Yeah, totally. Bernard wants to wall in metal. He believes metal is meadows is his main threat while not understanding that meadows is already walled in by, mm-hmm. uh, by janitorial. So he's really fighting against janitorial and trying to support Juliet here. And yeah. I don't, I don't yet know if it's in a self-interested way, or whether it's an honorable way that he's siding with Juliet. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one. I mean, I I don't think that I've seen much to put weight behind him siding with Juliet at this point. Like I, I don't I don't see the interest there. Yeah. So Meadows doesn't have a cold. Uh, she's just on a drinking. Ben just seems to be and her preferred drink seems to be a screwdriver yeah vodka and OJ yeah that's what that is uh, unless that's not vodka maybe it's some gin it, gin or it could be like a clear rum you know uh, I can't imagine rum and orange juice I, I could, could do vodka like a, and gin and OJ like a, right? like a like a clear rum with OJ why not I don't see why not I've never tried it I have some I might back in my um, younger drinking days when we buy <laughs> The sweeter stuff that you kind of start drinking at what the was parties. That yesterday? Yeah, this was literally last yesterday. <laughs> um, coconut, like coconut rum, like the clear coconut uh-huh. rum with with orange juice has got to be a delicious combination. Interesting. Yeah. I've never been a fan of, of sweet drinks. Yeah, I don't, I've never, you've never been like the sweets person, to be yeah, honest. You've true. always been like a whiskey Beer. I like it. I like it bitter. Even if it's wine, like it's got to be like the driest wine for me. Yeah, bitter. Yeah, like your personality. I'm just kidding. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh god. I'm like I own it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Meadows, a woman after my own heart. She loves her eggs and bacon, according to Billings. He's got the full scouting report on her breakfast desires. Uh, Juliet continues to just bypass all protocol here. She better be right on everything or at least get down to the bottom of it fast mm-hmm. because she has completely just steamrolled her way through this silo. Like she is a mess in the way that she goes about her business. Nobody oh, yes. was on to Holston. She's been in the office for maybe a, a few weeks and she is running amok. Crazy. Yeah, th- this episode was very messy, and she it just felt like we picked up from the last episode after she sat down, read some of that book, stood up, and then she's been on the run, and maybe that's why uh, Sims and, and team can't keep up with her. Although I still find it hard to believe, right? Can like, I, if you've got yeah. cameras everywhere, come on. Can I you, say you something? Got, you got a SWAT team at your disposal. Just go hunt her down. Hey, how about go this, pal? There's only one way to get up and down the damn silo. That too. It's a staircase. How about you put somebody like every 10 floors, 10 people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just 10 people. Hey, first floor, 10th floor, 20, 30, 40, you know, count. Mm-hmm. If you see her, Taylor, walkie talkie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easy. Put me in charge. Meadows. Maybe this is a hot take. 
could Meadows be the most honorable person in the silo? Because it doesn't seem that Bernard knows about janitorial. It doesn't seem that Mayor Johns knew about janitorial. And it seems that she's been tormented by janitorial this entire time. So has she been saving everyone else from the torment of having to deal with these jackasses in janitorial? And so she's home alone drinking, a tear rolling down her eye, lamenting whatever she's lamenting. She's sad about something that she's not talking about. And I, the way she snaps at Juliet is like a moral story for anybody out there. You know, somebody's doing something or acting a certain way. Don't necessarily jump to conclusions that it's just so black and white. You know, you know nothing about anybody out there. You know nothing about what they're dealing with. And I think Meadow's character is probably an honorable person. And we're going to find out more about what she's dealing with and what she's had to deal with in her life. Similar to what Regina had to deal with. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's my soapbox. That's uh, I mean, well, this is the place for it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if, if she'd be the most honorable person in the silo. I'm saying one of them. I'm not trying to do like a competition. Just... Well, I mean, I I don't think that she's the one calling the shots. I feel like she's the mouthpiece for judicial. Right? Agreed. Or no, for, for, for Sims. Sorry, janitorial. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that makes her, you know, very honor, honorable to be doing it because in the end, like you're, you're still going through the motions. So what could you really be doing to, to prevent others from having to deal with maybe uh, she's maybe she's like a schindler you know mm. you ever seen schindler's list you know he has to deal like he doesn't let people know like some of my favorite characters ever this is a, a deep cut if you ever read the scarlet pimpernel mm-hmm. okay have you ever wa- read it or watched the movie i've read it a long time ago so i can't guarantee the details i don't want to spoil it but the one of the characters in scarlet pimpernel is, is similar to a schindler uh, type of character, you know, where they have to deal with the evil in order to save the good people, you know, like they have to mm-hmm. hide their true, they have to be a monster to everybody pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Or look like they're uh, in, in, in lockstep with something that that's bad yeah. in order to save the people. So they're pretty much tossing their reputation to the dirt in order to, for the more honorable outcome. It's probably the most honorable thing you could do really, mm-hmm. like to be hated by the same people you're trying to save, you yeah. know? Batman. I don't know. You just yeah. all these characters that people love is the, are you know these misunderstood heroes, right? Yeah, it, I, I do like that uh, you know construct for a for a character. It is really yeah. Yeah. really pleasing. Yes, it is. It really is. Okay, family reunion. Uh, Juliet comes home to guilt trip her father into helping her, and su- successfully does so. Um, and the really the knife in, in between the ribs was the. I should have known you wouldn't have come through for me. You know, like that yeah. line specifically was like, you know, we haven't spoken for what seems like a decade at least. Yeah. And I come to you for help once and you won't do that, you know? Yeah. And so, of course, he goes to try to get Gloria out. And the whole time he's conflicted, right? Because he knows that this is a woman that he stopped from getting pregnant. Yeah. He goes to her and says, would you like to go for a walk? Do you want to go to the nursery? He uses like the the deepest sorrow that she has to lure her out. Like the reason he says, "Do you want to go to the that's nursery?" That's true. That's true. Yeah, he knows. Do you want to go to the nursery? I'm the one who prevented you from picking up a baby from the nursery. I'm going to take you to the nursery. You know. Yeah. So he knows what it is, and he's having to deal now, like in a in a very short amount of time, a lot of his dishonorable actions coming to, you know, mm-hmm. coming to um like kind of being aired out right yeah what did you think about his interaction with the nurse when he before he goes and gets the medicine how awkward was that a little suspicious 
I need two aspirin. Steal some uh, medicine for my headache. I need two aspirin. I'm definitely not going to break out an elderly, uh, you know, psych ward patient out of here. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm definitely only going to get two aspirin. Yeah, I don't know what his real role is in this whole <laughs> medical establishment here. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the hierarchy? Is he in charge of everything or is he just like, does he just deal with pregnancy? Just and, babies. You know, I don't know. He I mean, it seems be... like it's just babies. I feel, I feel like that was a whole nother, nother floor almost that he was on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like two types of doctors here. The one guy who helps with the pregnancy and then the he does the deliveries. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Who knows? I did already make note that Dr. Nichols says, I don't know why, but they don't seem to listen in here. I think we'll learn more about why they don't listen in the nursery, whether that's through not enough allocated resources or some actual logistical reason why they cannot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that line makes it clear that he knows about this faction that listens in on the people of the silo. So he's definitely in the know. He's in the Meadows category of having to deal with the force that he can't tell anybody about, but he has to act on their behalf whenever they, whenever called upon or probably yeah. they threaten his family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how much there really is going to be behind why they don't listen in here. I still think it could just be because it's a room full of babies. So the least likely uh, to be used by, by somebody to, to communicate something that would be worth listening to. But I, I think what we're going to get, and this is a little more of a prediction I do think that we're going to start to get a bit more backstory coming up and that might give us some of those answers. Who knows? You think we're going to get one of those episodes where it's an entire backstory episode? On so the that, that was going to be my question to you, right? Mm-hmm. So do, do you think we're going to get a full backstory? My, my response to that would be no, I don't think so. I think we're going to get a split episode like we did with the, the flashbacks with George. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be an episode that goes into what happened to Hannah Nichols because literally mm-hmm. the next episode is titled Hannah or something like that it's hannah or hannah nichols it's hannah hannah so that's uh juliet's mother so we're gonna learn about her story in the next episode and i'm not buying that she killed herself by the way it's very convenient seems to be Uh, everybody who kills uh, themselves i was just gonna say i was gonna say come on who have you known in the silo that's killed themselves and they were actually the ones that killed themselves no one yet nope no one yet the deputy marns no the mayor no well, they died from old age or whatever because they went upstairs, according to to the uh, to Bernard and the, the people with the uh, coroner's report. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't think I've actually seen anybody that's committed suicide. Yeah, th- this whole episode, by the way, I'm still trying to figure out what Sims is doing. All episode seems to just be going back and forth, seeing how bad everything can get. Like, it seems like he's just trying to wait for the moment of when he is going to step in and stop everything, but. Mm. Till now, he's just trying to see how far it goes, maybe. Because we yeah. see this long entry from janitorial down into, I mean, literally the janitor, janitor's closet down into janitorial, which we still don't know how big this area is and how many people work here. We do have Very hipster true. Spock. That's what I call him. Um, <laughs> the bowl cut. <laughs> the bowl cut guy. He reminds yeah. me of like uh, Brooklyn Spock, like with their goatee. <laughs> All right, so Gloria's awake. She recognizes Pete as the doctor who kept her from having a baby. She says he worked for them. So he worked for those people, which we can assume is correct. Mm -hmm. And she tells us a little bit about the book. She tells us that 
she couldn't have a kid and her husband wasn't a flame keeper like she was. Yeah. So she pushed him away, which pretty much caused her so much pain seeing him with another woman and with, you know, kids of his own. So she gave the book to George's mother and she says she was one of us. So George, George's family, he comes from flame keepers. Gloria mm-hmm. is a flame keeper against the supposed, the supposed rebels. They are the supposed rebels. Uh, they fought to preserve mankind's memories until they put their flame out. So they lost the rebellion. That whole Freedom Day, we talked about this, we alluded to this. The people that they hold up as the heroes, the founders, mm-hmm. were actually the villains in a way, right? Yeah. Or whenever that was. So they seem to have, they were the last remnant, right? Of mm-hmm. of the of these people who were fighting to preserve mankind. As a result of them losing that, or that um that war or battle yeah the rebellion yeah they the doctors were given the orders to stop flame keepers from having children in order to try to kill out that sort of curiosity gene but maybe it was more along the lines of to stop children from being born to that they would have parents who were of the same they were going to pass that along to them that mm-hmm. cur- of being curious of asking those questions right yeah. Um, George's mother, Anne, was the last flame keeper that Gloria knew. So that means that they got to be a hyper secretive faction if she only knew one other. George. Either, either that or there's just so few of them. Yeah. I also wrote side note George was killed because he was a flame keeper. I'm going to assume that that is true. Perhaps well, I, George was an unsanctioned baby. Uh, That's why there's no unsanctioned relationships been. allowed. That's why. That's that's what I came to the conclusion of. Well, yeah, I mean, you you want to know who's you know spilling information to who, who's who's and, raising who, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, and you want to control and regulate who's having children. So that's why unsanctioned relationships are not allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably even would stop certain um, flame keepers from having relationships to stop them probably from having kids. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Would you hand Gloria a baby after all no. this? No, no, no. I don't. Does, I I wouldn't have even handed her the have handed her the book. I would have just like flashed and be like, "Yeah, look what I got." Yeah, like that's that's a risky thing to just kind of like let be out in the open. Does that say something about us or about Gloria? Because I think Gloria, despite telling the truth about everything here, still seems a little crazy. She does seem a little crazy, angry, mm-hmm. and I mean. Not that she elected to be on drugs herself, but has just come off of pretty heavy sedation. You don't think Gloria did a little bit of recreational back in the day? <laughs> just, uh, just give me a drop. Not the whole vial this time. No, I, I I, mean, I just feel weird handing a stranger a baby. Like, that seems so bizarre to me. I would agree. So, Gloria lets on that she knew Hannah Nichols. Seems like many people in this silo knew Hannah Nichols. She was a flame keeper or she was of the curious type, according to Gloria. Hannah also knew Anne, George's mother, mm-hmm. and Anne was helping her get this magnifying device, which we learned from Martha down in Mechanical, that one of the rules in the pact is that you can't have devices of a certain magnification, like yes. two, that have too much of a magnification power. And Gloria alludes that something bad happened to Hannah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how like serendipitous everything is that everyone is connected to everybody. There is a lot of that. There really is. It, it, it still blows my mind how many people know people, right? You've got Gloria, Anne, Hannah. I mean, everybody that's predominant in, in the show, they all have some connection to each other. Even yeah. Holston and, and his wife. Yeah. We get all but the confirmation we need that Dr. Nichols betrayed Hannah. I don't think he did personally. But we, we get confirmation that Juliet believes that he did. And in doing so, I think that leads us to whatever next episode is going to say. But yeah. um, Gloria and the Flowers is what I labeled this last one. And then I also labeled the last moment, Juliet, the last flame keeper. Hmm. Holston, man, I would love a flashback of Holston finding out some of these things that he found out because he really laid the groundwork for all of yeah. this. He brings flowers to Gloria and puts them in front of the mirror. So somehow he caught on that the mirrors have cameras behind them, mm -hmm. which leads to Gloria talking about Holston working on this vent inside of the room that she's staying in. A very interesting choice for him to put it there. He puts the hard drive of that was left there inside of the vent. And Juliet realizes that this is where it is. And before she's able to leave, because Juliet seems so, I mean, this is a lot to take in for her, right? Yeah. She's given this great commission from Gloria, who pretty much like shakes her to reality. Like, listen, I know you didn't want it. You know, you're not the hero. You're not the hero, uh, <laughs> you know, we want. It's the hero we need type of thing, right? Yeah. You know, what would your mother do? She hits her with the, what would your mother want you to do or what would you know just to yeah. raise her to a different uh level of um of honor right yes and she has to be shaken to to reality like you are the last flame keeper whether you know it or not and we let we're left of this cliffhanger of sim sending these raiders these gestapo down to try to seize juliet like he's seen enough he knows now that she knows and that's what terrifies sims that he knows Mm -hmm. And that's what he says there. He says, she knows. Yeah. And that's enough. That's enough to get killed right there. And we're left with this cliffhanger of where did Juliet go? Because she gets away right before the Raiders get there. And what is on this hard drive? As well as what happened to her mother, Hannah? And why did she kill herself, supposedly? I wonder if we're going to get any answers from the hard drive. Like, I, I wonder how far back that information really does date. Um, also, do you, I mean, I guess maybe the flowers in front of the mirrors is not suspicious enough, right? I mean, Holston still feels like he went out on his own terms, in my opinion. I was wondering for a moment, you know, did they realize that, that Holston knew about no. the cameras and therefore no sent him out? But yeah, no I don't way. think so. Because they would have been keeping tighter tabs on Holston. I think, mm -hmm. I think he did a better job of, you know. Being sneaky? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For the first time, I'm taking a good look at the people who work in the... Can you rewind that for a second? Uh, Absolutely. The monitor employees. Is there a dog in there? Uh, click, I mean... Click, click play. There was comment of... On the bottom dogs right. Dogs previously. Is a dog like in a cage? Yeah, I think. 
possibly play it back again it's either a dog or it's a person kind of just hiding in there on the ground it's hard it to tell like, it looked like an animal to me but we'll find yeah. out all right that uh concludes episode seven of silo titled flame the flame keepers mm-hmm. all right zach uh that was my favorite episode of the season so far um, yes let's get into some categories it was my favorite as well so the first one who was your favorite character i think this one's a pretty easy one at least my my response to it was sims just no <laughs> Uh, not that not that bitter i'm going juliet man yeah she has yeah. just the rock star episode here all the yeah. focus is on her it's, a, it's this this class. is definitely hers she she stole this episode for sure yeah next one best scene in the episode oh her finding out that the mirror that they're behind the mirror is is the moment for me okay. her last encounter with gloria in the room where she's talking to gloria one-on-one that was good i'll I'll second that one. I'll second that one. Best line of the episode. I have a feeling we've got the same one on this one. Hmm. I didn't write many down. So mm. you, this is all you. I didn't write one this week. So my mine was the the uh, the commission that we got at the end. You're the last flame keeper. Oh, now. you're the yeah 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 definitely. All right. Were there any other standout performances in this episode? I thought um, I thought Gloria was good, although she does unsettle me a little. <laughs> and. <laughs> I thought Billings was great in this episode. I'm going to give mine to Dr. Pete Nichols. I would have given it to him too, aside from that awkward nurse scene. I thought that that was... Yeah, that one was a little weird. But after that, I mean, he does really seem conflicted about something. Yes. I think I think he does a good job. Yeah. I think he does a good job. Uh, final question is... Did the episode have any notable weaknesses or missed opportunities? And I have one thing written down that's more of a question. Um, but do you have anything that comes to mind? I can't think of anything other than why janitorial didn't step in sooner. That's a good one. My The, the thing that I wrote down was, where does Sims keep disappearing to? Because he's down in that control room at the beginning of the episode. And then he keeps disappearing. He like has to go back into there at least once or twice. I think we'll find out. I don't think that that's necessarily a loophole yet. Nah, we'll see. Those are the questions I've got. Maybe he, maybe he ate something bad and his stomach was just oh, who, who knows? But I, it just seems weird that, you know, like the Most whole episode is career. like, all right, come on. We've got to find her. we got to keep eyes on her. And you keep disappearing. Like, where are you going? It should have been so important we gotta that you've got to step away. It should have been like some comedic, comedic cuts. Like, we got to find her. What are you doing? Jazz music. He's sipping coffee in a, in a diner. <laughs> you still haven't found her yet? What are you doing? Jazz music. Yeah, can I, how's the burger? You know, back and forth. Okay, is that it? That's all I got. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in to, once again, another episode of Silo by Story Archives. The number one Silo podcast in the world. By mm-hmm. um, our little small band of, of podcast content creators here. Uh, thank you all once again for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the series and we do encourage you if you like these sorts of shows. I think we are currently focused on curating shows to things that are in the same vicinity of Silo that would kind of scratch that sci-fi you know, intrigue itch for you. So we have decided to do a foundation podcast that we release every Wednesday. We're going through season one right now, and I believe we're on episode four, so you can catch up with us all the way through season one. 
until we are premiere or planning to premiere the foundation season two episodes that we're planning to launch so um yeah tune in please email us rate and review the show they truly help us and truly help us get discovered and trend a little bit higher on the search rankings for for us the higher we can get there the the better it is for us in terms of uh being able to produce this content and um and growing the vision of the network out a bit so thank you so much once again and uh zach i'll let you do the outro well thank you for listening to this episode of silo by story archives you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts apple spotify and google podcasts we are also on youtube so if you want to go take a look at uh, our content there have a playlist that's just silo or just foundation you can do that we'll also be premiering our episodes uh, there as they are posted uh, each week uh, you can visit our website at soapbox.house and if you want to send us an email again you can drop us an email at contact at soapbox.house we love seeing them perfect thank you all for tuning in we will see you next week <laughs>